Hey, everybody, this is Patty. Welcome to the Witching Hour. Yep. The veil is thin and magic happens. I have an amazing planetary guest for you today, celebrity astrologer Kyle Thomas. You are going to love him like I do. But before I bring on Kyle, where's Patty? Because this is the once a week I actually have to look at my calendar so I know where I am. So if you are tuning into this Monday, November 13th, that week, I am probably at 30,000 feet coming home from Tasmania. Yes, I have no idea where it is. I had to look on a map too, but it's very far away. But I am going to be teaching my Tuesday class at University Magicus this week. And this weekend, I hope you join me in Texas at Miracles of Joy in Louisville. It's one of my witchy, patty, magical weekends. Really great opportunity. I do a couple times a year, intimate classes, intimate seance, private sessions, and it's just us all weekend. So go to miraclesofjoy.com for more information on that, or I will post it. And then December 9th, I'm going back to Texas to be at Old Park Hotel with my friend and business partner in Parafix, Natalie Jones. You probably heard about the Old Park Hotel. It is somewhere outside of Dallas. It's crazy haunted and fabulous. We are doing a Christmas-themed ghost investigation, and you can join us. Again, it's going to be intimate and a rare opportunity and fabulous. And then I'm going to celebrate holidays at home. And then January 18th through 21, join me at the Hanover Tavern Paracon. It's a whole weekend. It's a fundraiser. I'm not even sure where it is. I think it's something like Virginia because I, I skipped that class in school. Uh, but kind of Hanover Tavern Paracon. Check it out. They have a website. I'm posting it all mine. I would love to see you there and in Texas and online on my Tuesday and Wednesday classes. So other than that, Wednesday, where are you going to be Wednesday? Ah, which is Movie Coven. That's always the special one because it's fun and silly. And we all have a black goat named Philip. It is where Heather Green, Jason Mankey, Courtney Buckley, and Richard Leal Lillard and I talk about witches in movies and witchy movies. We don't agree on anything. It's fabulous. And you guys get to put your two cents in the whole time because it's live on, on YouTube, on social media. So we want to know. We go wands up, wands down. Did you like it? Sometimes we hate the witchcraft and love the movie. Sometimes we opposite of that. And sometimes we, you know, well, we never agree, but it's really, really fun. So to tune in on every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Pacific time, 9 Eastern. Other than that, stay tuned here. Let's talk to Kyle. Welcome to the Willow and Grace Report. I just thought since we're getting into holiday time and cooler weather, I'd bring both of the babies in today because they are best friends. They are sisters. They are the best playmates out there, no matter how many playdates that we have. Do you know, I just found out that 9% of American households actually have birthday parties for their dogs. I think that is really great. And I think the other 89% needs to get in there and have a birthday party for their dog or cat too, because who doesn't want a good meat birthday cake? I do. <laughs> Another thing that I just learned is that you know that cats spend up to 30% of their time grooming themselves. 
every single day. So that's why cats look so clean all the time. Now this little Gracie right here, she spends 30% of her time cleaning herself and she spends the other 60% of her time cleaning Willow and then 10% just chasing each other. So um, they're the most magical babies in the world. Love them and hug them. I travel a lot, so I take so much time to be with these babies. Get yourself a baby. They are good. That's the Willow and Grace Report signing off. They're so sweet. Okay, for today's magic lesson, let's talk a simple yet effective pet protection spell. Because most of us have pets of some kind, and some pets mean more protection than others. It's a crazy world out there sometimes. So your dogs, your cats, birds, fish, hamsters, rabbits, whatever you do. I like to actually work with candles on this. Some of you know my little let's get down eye to eye, breathe with the pet, feel what they want, what they think, see what they're listening. That's going to be a class on another day. But right now, let's keep these kids safe, shall we? Get a candle, any kind of candle that you really like. You could use always use white for protection and love and light, but whatever color you want. Carve the name of your pets on it. You could use a toothpick. You can use an ice pick. Actually, a ballpoint pen works really well. You mess it up a little, but you could wipe off the axe. So here's Fluffy. Here's Spot. Here's Willow. Here is Grace. Picture your pet feeling and being completely safe and protected. Completely safe and protected. Now, if you work with specific deities, God, angels, St. Francis, Aphrodite, Hecate, there's many, many deities and helpers and guides that work with animals, or just call whoever you want. So put the candle in. If you can have your pets nearby, do it. And if it's too much of a hassle, it's okay. It's going to work anyway. Call upon, I call upon you, Aphrodite, Hecate, whatever that is, to keep my pets safe from harm. Watch over them every single day so that their life is charmed. Let me say, I call upon you, deity, to keep my baby safe from harm. Watch over him every day so that their life is charmed. And then say something like, wherever you were, and then now you're going to look at your pet if they're there and picture them if they're not right there with you because they're a fish or they're in their birdcage. Where you roam and where you stay, health and safety guard your way. You are loved like family. Be with me long, so mote it be. Put your wishes out to the heavens. Light the candle, snuff the candle, or let it keep going, and know that your pet is protected. And you could also put the spell over the leashes, the cages, everything that you work with them, their collars, their harnesses. Protect their world around them. And then just love them and take good care of them because they are family. They're not like family. They are family. So keep them safe. That's your magic for today. I've got some hmm, astrological magic for you today. I'm proud to say, my dear friend, celebrity astrologer Kyle Thomas. He is globally recognized pop culture astrologer who's been featured on Access Hollywood, E! Entertainment, NBC, ABC Television, Good Morning America, The Today Show, Cosmo, Entertainment Weekly, and People Magazine. But let me introduce you to him. Hi, Kyle. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. It is always a delight to connect with your magical wisdom. 
Ah, oh, thank you. As it is yours. It's a mutual admiration society. And again, astrology is my not good sport. It's it's too mathematical or too many numbers for me. So what you do, I bow down. I bow down. Well, thank you. I mean, that's one of the things that I love about it the most because I feel like one of the things when it's, you know, certain modalities of spirituality, we we have more intuitive basis to it and we can mm -hmm. sort of go with our feelings. With astrology, we do have to break down the charts and, and look at the angles in order to look at the patterns that we're likely to experience. So that's just one of the things that drew me to it. That's great. So is that, was it, I'm, you're intuitive anyway. I see that. So is that how you just kind of found that path? How did you find? Well, it's interesting. I mean, I, I grew up in the Midwest and so I had a very religious family, very traditional upbringing. And I've always been fascinated by myth and humanity and civilization and history. And I also had this like deep burning desire to understand more about myself and my place in the world as well as my relationships to other people. And so I I was just really drawn to astrology, especially because of its, you know, ties to thousands of years of civilization. And it just became one of these passions that like literally since I was eight years old, I just couldn't get enough of it. And then as I developed and studied and read thousands of books, oh. I, I found that there is an ability to blend some intuition in with it and and to use trust your feelings and tap into psychic ability and things of that nature. But at the end of the day, I'm I'm charting patterns that I have been able to look through history and through books and in my life that I can then relate to other people. That's amazing. Again, it just, it, it boggles my mind how, again, it's been done for thousands of years and how they figured it out. They didn't have computers. They didn't have, <laughs> and the accuracy of it amazes me. So now that we are like into well into November and we have just a little bit left of the year, do you have any, um, want to wrap up our year for us? What it kind of looks like? It's been kind of a tumultuous year. Is that, uh, you say that in the stars? Well, here's the thing is that I feel like it has not been as tumultuous of a year as some ones that have been previously, but yes, of course, we're seeing a lot of transitions and changes. And more often than not, we find that a lot of these transitions and changes and global evolution are tied to eclipses and, you know, the way that the planets are interacting. So if they're in a positive conversation in the sky, our lives are going to reflect that as well. And so we're going to have more harmony and more equilibrium and more peace. But recently this year, we, we actually saw the North Node, which is that it's a tie to destiny when, when what's coming into the collective consciousness, a move into Aries. And so we have this duality between the nodes in Aries and in Libra, which are the placements of war and peace. And so these kinds of energies have obviously been very notably seen within the past couple of months, and the nodes are still going to be there until the beginning of 2025. So this storybook is going to, on a karmic level, be playing out through our lives, throughout society, through present civilization as well. And these are the times when we have to balance these energies in order to find a new way of operating with them. But in the recent years, I mean, 2020 and in 2021, we had a lot of conjunctions of really powerful planets. And that's what triggered the pandemic and other other transitions. And, and it, it's there's more to come. I mean, that's, that's as we go into 2024, we're going to be seeing some other big rocky energy but i do think ultimately 
you know, the more that we are evolving as a society and our economy and spirituality, I think that we'll be able to hopefully find more of a place of of balance and peace as we understand each other and ourselves better. Yeah. Yeah, there's the rub. Understanding each other, listening to each other. Ah, I'm the Libra side of things. So it's like, can't we, can we just get along? So it's so it's interesting. So like if I pulled out a history book of the world and you pulled yeah. out an astrology chart of the world, they would kind of go hand in hand, right? Where the planets were, where we were in peace and war and success and failure. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. And that's the thing that I love to do you know, whether I'm making predictions on a global level or or for you and, and talking about the kinds of patterns that we can experience, that we're likely to experience. And, and this is one thing that I think you and I have talked about before is that the thing that makes astrology so famous, I guess, is that it's predictive. People want predictions and people come to you for predictions all the time too, because we have different modes of uh, understanding and these different lenses that we interpret the energy and the transitions we're experiencing. But beyond it just being predictive, it's also productive. We can use it in a way to create our lives and to get more of what we're looking for. And, you know, we can certainly dive into that in a bit. But I mean, what, what, do you, what, what are you feeling about for the end of the year as well? Again, that that's what that's what's really funny is that my witch side always trumps my psychic side, and I'm so like, if you don't like what it is, change it and shift it. That's yeah. why I'm excited to talk to you about how to use astrology to manifest what you want and move into it. So I again, I think we are going through some like chaotic times, kind of chaos. Yeah. I'm working the way I work. I'm working with a lot of dragon energy right now because I think we need it. It's a strong, powerful crossroads energy because there's no solid ground is what it feels like to me. Yeah. Well, I mean, Uranus is the planet of chaos and the future and rebellion. It's been in Taurus, which is an earth sign, and that's been taking place since 2018. So we've been seeing everything that Taurus rules all over the place. And so, you know, that's the economy, that's, you know, the physical earth, the environment. We're seeing these things really become even more dynamically pronounced and in need of change. And that's the key here is that with astrology, you know, yes, I can say X, Y, Z, these things are going to happen, but we also have free will, we have free choice, and we're supposed to, I believe, engage with the energy in a productive and healthy way so that we can ultimately grow and achieve and be fulfilled and make the world a better place rather than being controlled by astrology. And I think that's kind of something that you might, uh, you know, practice a little bit maybe too, is that like, I feel like rather than just being controlled by a prediction or, you know, living like we, we don't have uh, the ability to change our path, that's a really defeating sort of energy sometimes, you know, it's, it's, I, I can't, I can't live like that. So that's why I've really had to develop this new mode of working with astrology. I love that. And again, and that's always been my issue because I don't, prediction wise, again, my witch side, my free will side trumps. Yeah. I could say, oh my God, Kyle, when you walk out of the house, a bird is going to poop on your head. I am such yeah. a good psychic. I know when you're going to walk out. I know when the bird's <laughs> going to fly over. I know when the bird's going to poop. The bird's going to poop on your head. I could say, and say, why don't you wear a hat? You know, wear a yeah. hat because this bird's going to totally. And that yeah. to me is how you work with what you have. Yeah. Absolutely. And I mean, another way that I also, you know, work with astrology is it's kind of like cosmic weather in a sense. And so if we're looking at 
the way that the planets are, are talking and conversing and connecting at any given time, we're going to be able to see that there are going to be certain frequencies and energetic forces that are going to be activated. So that's why when I say, oh, there's a really lucky day, this is a great day for love, or this is a great day to sign a contract or to go out and mingle and hopefully meet someone because those planets are going to be producing that that energetic flow for us. But if we also just sit back and expect everything to happen to us, things don't necessarily work like that. And so again, going back to my predictions, whether I'm making that for a person that, you know, is in Europe or a celebrity or whoever I'm working with, that's why I truly, really try to empower people to be like, okay, love is going to be here. So what are you going to do to put yourself in the position to make more love or to to find that that soulmate connection mm -hmm. because if you're just swiping on tinder and sitting you know on your couch and just expecting to someone to knock on your door first off that's creepy and two, <laughs> that doesn't happen you know so that's why we got to use it to to really strategize how we want to build our life right right that doesn't you, you the, the, the mind body spirit you need the body you need to get off the couch Exactly. So, yeah. so I, I, I know one person who sat on the couch and waited and found love. It was a plumber came over. Well, okay. All right. All right. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. <laughs> you know, that's rare. That's rare. So with this, what do you see coming again, either for the end of this year, how we wrap it up, how we best do with what you see that's coming? Yeah. Well, the big thing that I do want to mention here is that starting on November 25th, which is right where we're at here, is Mercury is actually going to be entering a, a, a phase called pre-shadow. So it means that the planet is going to be slowing down because we are going to have a Mercury retrograde taking place in Capricorn and Sagittarius throughout uh, December. And so December is going to be very slow for us. And even though we have a lot of the other planets that are waking up and speeding up, Mercury is a part of our daily personal and professional lives because Mercury rules communication and business and connection and the mind and travel and all of those kinds of things. So that's why I, I really hope that everyone has kind of tied up all of their big, you know, plans and their professional endeavors and, and all of their contracts prior to this point in time. Now, Mercury is officially going to retrograde. Let me pull up the exact date. It's on December 13th. So you still have a little bit of a window in time if you need to sign that contract, you need to launch that project or whatever it be. But just know that it it really is the sooner that you do this, the better it is in your favor. I also do want to say, like, I mean, what do you know about retrogrades? I mean, do you do people ask that ask about well, retrogrades? They do, and I go, I'm not an astrologer. Call my <laughs> But what is so funny to me is that every that's the one thing everybody knows or worries or they don't yeah. know anything about astrology. They don't know planets, this and there, but it's is Mercury retrograde. That yeah. seems like the big evil or something. <laughs> well, and this is again, you know, I'm always trying to utilize astrology in a way to make it practical and mm -hmm. app, app, like apply it to people's lives rather than feeling like we have to be controlled by these cosmic forces. Now, do I think that there are cosmic forces at play? Of course, absolutely. But I also think that we, because we are, you know, incarnated at this point in time, we have free will. We also have power of our own to engage with this energy. We can also make wise decisions in how we interact with it. So going back to what I was saying about Mercury retrograde is because it rules communication and travel and business and, and the mind. 
we know that when the planet is moving backwards in the sky, it represents that those things are going to need to be reviewed and we're going to need to, you know, go back and, and change our perspective on things. And this is why usually during Mercury retrogrades, we see, we hear from people from the past, projects from the past come back to us, situations come back, and we're give, being given an opportunity to again review that. And sometimes I think that because we as human beings are always like, go, 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 like, where are we going? What's happening? Like, you know, let's move forward. I want that next thing. I want that next boyfriend, girlfriend. I want that next job. Like, we're always trying to think about what's coming forward. Sometimes we lose track track of the present moment and we lose, it's like diamonds, diamonds in the sand. And so I feel like what happens sometimes during a retrograde is that you walk back on that path and you're like, oh my gosh, I shouldn't have thrown this away. This was, mm -hmm. this was important and beautiful for me. And that gives you the perspective and the time to be like, okay, how do I reintegrate this? Whether that's that relationship or that job or that project you might have lost. Again, you know, you do have to be conscious about how you are going to engage with that because you can't just wait for it to just come back. And, and this is, again, you know, when people, are, I get questions about exes, I'm sure you get them too, all the time from people like, is my ex going to come back? Again, you're waiting on someone to do something. So if you want that ex back, you can use that energy to reach out and say hi or ask, or ask them to grab a coffee or a drink or just say I'm thinking about you. And and that gives it the the portal, the 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 opening to hopefully enter back in. But if they don't, then that's that's your reason to move on so that you can find that closure, find that healing, and then ultimately proceed on a better path. So. Right. And not sit there waiting. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, but that's the big thing in December is like, get your stuff done. We're, we're going to have more time to enjoy the holidays because when, when Mercury retrograde happens during the holidays, it can represent that, that, you know, like flights are canceled and things get delayed and there's stagnation. But the cool thing about one of my tricks with Mercury Retrograde is that if you go on a vacation and you just focus on being like in the moment, enjoying pleasure, that's what you should, that's what you should be doing, you know, because there's things are not going to proceed naturally anyways. So, you know, just really just enjoy the end of this year, reflect on the things that happened so far and then get ready for a pretty active and intense year in 2024. Yeah. Okay. So, ah! <laughs> and you had mentioned something about eclipses. We have eclipses coming and how do those? Occur? Yeah. So we get eclipses roughly about every six months or so because they exist on a polarity. And so we began having eclipses in Taurus and Scorpio at the end of 2021. And then we had the final eclipse on that axis. There were seven of them on October 28th. So that just happened obviously like over a month ago. And, or, and we're, you know, we're, so we're, we're dealing with the fallout of that energy and that storybook that you were experiencing in your life since 2021 until obviously now at the end of 2023 has reached a conclusion. It has reached a place where we are now proceeding to look at other karmic lessons and now, as I was saying, we have the eclipses that are taking place in Aries and Libra. So it's a new set of ideas and themes and karmic lessons that we're experiencing. Now, solar eclipses always bring big, major new beginnings. And we had one on in Libra on October 14th, which is right by your birthday. Yes. Um, so this means that for you, you are in such a big year, one of the most important 
major years of your entire life with lots of new beginnings, lots of exciting opportunities, new projects, new, new yeah. traveling a lot. Like there's just going to be so much of that kind of energy for you. And you're probably going to be bringing in new partners, whether that's like business partners, producers, those kinds of things typically are going to be on the radar, whether or not they've already happened. Um, but you will be experiencing that certainly within 2024. But yeah, so we've been seeing new beginnings happening because of the solar eclipse, then because of the endings that took place with the, the lunar eclipse in Taurus, those endings are coming in here for us. And, you know, lunar eclipses are very emotional. They, they bring breakthroughs or breakdowns or endings or turning points. We won't have any more eclipses in, in Taurus or Scorpio until the 2030s. So that's then. Um, but we are going to be having eclipses in the springtime of 2024. And there's going to be an eclipse in, hold on, let me pull up exactly. Um, we have an eclipse on, yes, I was right, March 25th, which is going to be a, Lib a lunar eclipse in Libra. Lots of turning points in relationships, a lot of culminations in relationships, marriages, you know, unions, soulmate connections, but there's also going to be a lot of breakups too. So divorces, mm -hmm. all of those kinds of energies are going to be taking place a lot in the springtime. And then we have the great American eclipse taking place on April 8th. I just did an interview about this for Good Morning America, just kind of getting ahead. And that's going to be really profound because it's going to be actually moving completely over the United States. And so it's going to be really exciting to watch. I don't know. Did you get to see the the uh, Ring of Fire eclipse in October? No. Well, this one's going to be even more profound. Is it? And, That's great. Yeah. So how is that? So it's America. We could see it here. How is that going to yeah. affect us? as a country or individually? Well, the thing is it's taking place in Aries. And so Aries as an energy is all about me, my ego, my ideas, my plans, what I desire and at the expense of other people. But the fact that it's literally going over the United States, there's going to be a lot more mentality of that. It's about my, it's, it's going to, again, go because the, the Aries and, and the Libra moda modality and the, um, the axis is all about me versus you or me and you. So if you work together as a team, you're going to be able to unite that. But the key is with Aries energy is because it's so independent and so fiery. It's cardinal fire. It's the first zodiac sign. It is all about I want to grow. I want to be. I am. And if your partners and other people aren't meeting you there, they either are let go or they become the enemy. And yeah. so that's why, I mean, we, with, uh, especially with, with the elections coming up, it's going to be, it's going to be turmoil. I mean, it's just, and then I don't want to predict that, but it's like, literally we're going through this because that's the push pull energy that we've been feeling for so long, but now it's karmically being activated, you know? Yes. Yeah. And then we're going to have an eclipse in Pisces in September. Where is it? September 18th. Um, so there, that's going to be another culmination in Pisces rules, spirituality and healing, but also deception and <laughs> shady schemes and enemies and things like that. And then we have also an eclipse on, it's in, it's in Libra or no, it's, it's, yeah, it's in Libra on October 2nd. And that's again, new beginnings, new relationships. So these are just the karmic themes because we have a lot of other things that are going to be taking place in 2024, but these are the things that are going to be the kinds of moments that we like really look back on. And, and that's why I encourage, you know, everyone at this point in time to reflect on, 
you know, really what's been happening over the last couple of months in your life, because we're going to see the next chapters, the next stories of these things play out in 2024. So hopefully, hopefully they've been good for you. <laughs> so we look at our stuff. We look, okay, this was good. This was good. This was good. Maybe this wasn't so good. So what do we then, is that how we choose to manifest? Well, I mean, here's the thing. I mean, I feel like the way that we, you know, even just drawing it to like witchcraft, which is, I think, something that I would love for you to kind of like um, elaborate. So, for, so tell me how you manifest or other people manifest around a new moon versus a full moon. And then I will talk about how I use it astrologically. Okay. The new moon for us is going inside. That's the inner work. That's looking at what it is I want. The waxing moon is when we're adding, adding, adding. That's when you would like ask for a raise or anything like that. The full moon to us is it's you get going to gratitude, go into asking for what creating the waning moon is when we release release. That's when I start a diet. That's when you should quit smoking along that. So it's like adding the moon's getting bigger. We add the moon's getting smaller. We release, we go inside on the dark moon and up in oversimplified. That's how I look at it. Witchcraft wise. Do, would you like suggest people do like candle work or, I mean, what are, what are certain kinds of, I guess, rituals that you think would be helpful yes, during this I, time? I do candles for everything because again, we're working with all the elements there. They've got the fire and the air right there. It's a chance to even do a small short meditation or breathing, looking into the camel to manifest because in my witchcraft world, it, everything is like how I'm going to do a spell. I teach spell crafting and I'm really good at it. Yeah. And it's creation working dispatch. If you take away the witchy world, words, it's mind, body, spirit of psychology. Same thing. It, if the 20,000 psychology self-help with or without spirituality, we yeah. have to create it in our head to get to, to, if the people who think they can't do anything really can't, the people who think they can conquer the world are the people who do yeah. mine. So whether it's you're carving a candle to get that thought process or the right herbs, whatever you're doing, you're creating it. My yeah. body is, you do have to get off. You have to take action. You do things, the, the candle working, the, this, the chant, the meditations yep. and the spirit that to me is the battery that makes things happen. Mm -hmm. um, you could do that lots of ways. You could do that through your faith, traditional church, go to temple. Prayer is faith. Totally. It's about, you could do it through new age affirmations and vision boards. You could do it idol, candles and herbs and oils and chants. But anybody could look at anything they've done in their life that they've accomplished. They believe they could do it and that they deserved it. They got off the couch and took action. And then they had some form of faith, spirit or magic behind it. Yeah. The stuff we haven't quite done, one or two of those things need tweaking. You yeah. don't really see it that you could have it or deserve it. You haven't taken the action to get it or the magic. So that, and again, and I work, I don't understand planets. That's your job, but I, that's how I work with the moon and with manifesting or creating or spell crafting or whatever you want to call it. Well, the thing that I love about that is that what we do with that sort of idea and the, the thematics and the patterns that you have really illustrated for us is we apply that to actual moon cycles. Yeah. And so for instance, when we're thinking about astrology of the new moon, we think of that as certainly that place of new beginning. And it's sort mm -hmm. of, it's a portal, you know, it, it's, it's, it's like an open door that you open um, and you take your action and you step through it and you make things happen. So like, for instance, if it's a new moon that 
falls in Leo or Libra, which focus a lot on like romance or relationships on a collective level, those are good times to put yourself out there to date or to connect with people or things like that. Um, and then certainly in each person's natal chart, if we do have an opportunity to, you know, meet with an astrologer, meet with me or look at your horoscope or anything like that, you're going to know that you're going to have more time to date at that time or to improve your relationship or whatever that be. Um, the same would be applied to anything to do with money or career or any sort of work related situation. Again, if we're looking at not just the collective level, like Taurus rules money or Capricorn rules career, like these kinds of things are going to be great times to initiate that. Like, and again, going back to tangible actions that we're thinking about during a new moon cycle, we would think about, you know, going to the love angle. It's like, I'm going to download an app and go on five dates and try to meet someone new. Or if you're in a relationship, you're going to think about like, okay, how can I build more love with my partner and, and really connect with them in a way that's going to be building love and attracting more intimacy or sex or passion or just having fun together. And then the same thing with like, you know, the, the moons that are either in your natal chart or in the certain collective energy of the zodiac that deal with money, et cetera, is will you look for a new job or you raise your rates or you advertise your services, you, you, you put and apply that energy. The thing that I would like to also say too, though, is that in witchcraft from, at least from what I've gathered, usually everyone links a new moon and a full moon each month together. And I, I do think that cycles like that certainly can exist, but on an astrological point of view, it isn't that way. So for instance, a new moon takes place at some point in the year, six months later, a corresponding full moon is going to take place. Oh. So that's actually how you manifest with astrology is that you look back at the actions that you took in, in regards to love or whatever was being ruled by that new moon. And then at the full moon, you have that, that turning point where you can see the culmination of your action. And the thing that I always teach with people too, is that if you don't, if you're not getting what you want from that full moon, it means that the actions that you took, that you took were not effective. One of the examples that I always use with people is, because I've had this happen many times, where I did, did a reading with someone, a celebrity or a friend or whoever it be. And I like mapped out like, this is a great new moon for your love life. And so I was like, put a lot of, of attention there. And then six months later, I get a call from them and they're like, I'm still single. Why am I still single if you said that there was going to be love here? And I was like, well, what actions, what actions were you taking at that new moon? And are you, are you changing your path? Are you, are you, are you taking different actions? And, and they were like, oh, well, let me look back. And they were like, oh, I was having sex with my ex the whole time. And I was like, well, that was not putting you in the, in the position of finding new love. So that's why you're still single. You know what I mean? So again, I'm, it, it's really about like seeing what's going to stick, what's going to work for you. And rather than wishing for something to happen, it's, it's really about being intentional with all of your action according to the cycles. Does that make sense? Completely. And again, it works exactly hand in hand with what I do. Again, I don't understand the astrological part of it, but exactly. So, but it also sounds because I don't have an astrology brain, 
kind of overwhelming. So if you're going, if you look at your chart every day, so say, say, I'm going to come to you, you did my chart. So say somebody's going, okay, I really want to work. I want to know when my right planets are and when I should do what. Yes. Um, They come to you, they give you their birth date and whatever you need to know like that. So do they tell you they want a goal? I want you to look at love or you just kind of look at everything. It depends. So for instance, one of the packages that I do with clients is I do have like a full yearly overview Mm -hmm. and I will already pinpoint like, okay, this is a really good moon cycle for their relationships, or this is a really good moon cycle for um, improving their career. Because I mean, if you think about like the vast majority of the stuff that people at least ask me is like, everyone wants to know about love or money. You know, they're like, me too. yeah, it's, they always want to know one or like, or both, you know? And so that's why, you know, having done this for so long and I've, I've sort of figured out just pulling that together right away. Um, the other thing though, is I, I do think that it's important is that if someone does have specific questions that we do actually know that beforehand, because the thing about being an astrologer is that I have to do the math. I have to look up the planets. I have to look up where things are. And it's not just me being like, oh, I think that you look green right now. Not that that's a bad thing. It's just, I don't have that particular skill, whereas you might, and you're probably, and you're brilliant at it, I'm sure. Like that's your kind of energy, you know? Whereas to me, that's not something that I can do. I really do need to prep all of my readings in, like I said, just like I like like a map. Uh-huh. So that's why, like, if someone's having more troubles with like health or they're really worried about their relationship, et cetera, it's just like I really just have to dive into it. But um, I mean, I do sessions with people like on a monthly basis. Sometimes, if if they're really going through a big thing, and like what we do, sometimes we'll do it like once a week. But it's again, it's about like really being focused on what we're looking at rather than just being like, tell me what's going on in my life. That's fascinating. I think yeah. I need you. I know I need you. Okay. But so, okay, <laughs> you're working with somebody, you're working with somebody. So you have their chart, you have who they are. are how yeah. much is the, the natal chart is kind of how they're born, right? So does that mean you're looking at traits and the good stuff and the less than good stuff like that? And then the, where the planets are then? Well, yes. And I, and I think that ultimately the natal chart is, I, I find them beautiful. It is a work of art, it is a work of the cosmos. And I think that, you know, I mean, everyone has a natal chart. Every country has a natal chart. Every puppy, every business, every relationship, like everything has a point of origin. And that's what it ultimately is. And so by looking at that, we know the blueprint of, of what the composition of this individual is. So like, for instance, this would, I think this would be a good time to kind of talk about like yours first, for instance. So you gave me your birth time, mm-hmm. your birth date, and your in your place of birth. Yes, and what is. I and what I do is then I either put that into diagnostic app on my phone or on my computer or the internet, whatever. Anyone can do this, but being able to interpret it is what is really important to have an astrologer because you know. Yes, knowing your big three, which is your rising sign, sun sign, and your moon sign can be very helpful, but a lot of people don't know how to actually engage with that. But, you know, as I was, we pulled together your natal chart and your natal chart is, the thing that I love about it is that it sort of evolves as you 
as you grow older and you mature, because the the symbols and the energies that they were existing when you were younger, ultimately, some of them can become stronger, or they can become phased out because you work through them, or you become more aware of them. Like the sun sign, everybody always usually knows their sun sign. That's the, That's your date of birth. And that's tied to your life force and the energy that's really strong there. And the sun sign gets stronger as you get older because you become more confident into, in who you are. You're just, you're confident in your skin. You're like, okay, this is, this is me. I'm a Libra. Yeah, <laughs> yes, you're, yes, you're a Libra. And I, and I love, I love Libra energy so much. Mm. And, and that's why these eclipses, as I was saying before, are going to be really strong for you. But your rising sign is where the sun was rising on the Eastern horizon the, the moment that you took your first breath. And so from esoteric astrology, we say that that was the moment that your soul entered your body. And so you're like, oh my God, I'm alive, I'm here. And, and so at that moment, that really defines how people perceive you in your lifetime. It's important in relationships and your, your, we call it like the social mask. It's tied to your identity, your body to a degree. And for you, you're a Sagittarius rising. And so when you're looking at any horoscope prediction, it's really important to, you know, not only read for your sun sign, because your sun sign is always going to be, have, have, have a seed of truth. It, the sun is the greatest force in the solar system. All of the planets march around it. And so we can't ignore that. And that's why I say I, some people that like, they, they, they think that you like, you don't need to like deal with the sun sign. And I'm like, you're wrong. <laughs> like you, you do, you have to, you, you can't ignore it. Um, so that's something to think about, but then reading for your rising sign and, and understanding the patterns in, in, in conjunction. So like, let's say for instance, for Libra, we're going through a big period around relationships. Well, for, let's say for, for Sagittarius, there's a lot of energy about you being in creative business partnerships. So then by reading them in tandem, you would understand that that's what's going on. Yeah. And they, that's what's going on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is yeah, so that that that's a big uh, a big key thing here. And then your moon sign is very significantly important to the internal life, okay. and so it's it's tied to your soul. It's very important in intimate relationships and how we emote and and all of that. So by looking at that, we can get a very great you know overview of everything that is happening. What's my that your moon sign is uh, in Aquarius. I have a, I have a moon in Aquarius too. And so, you know, again, like that's the big three. That's Leo, stop it. My puppy is getting all excited. Oh, that's um, good. <laughs> he's like, he's like, I want to play. So, so yeah, so we like, we look at those as the big three, but again, you can look at, you can break down all of different placements you have. We can look at all the way the angles are actually interacting in your chart. And again, that's what gives you a full perspective about what makes you so beautiful and different than any other Libra or anyone that's ever existed. Like that's just... Yeah. So that, that's, that's what I do. <laughs> that's Thank all you. that stuff. Yeah. All so. right. I, I, I love it. So, okay. Some people come to you and you're going to give them, you're going to give them whether they do a week at a time, a month at a time, a year overview. So it would be like, this is a good money time for you, or this is a good love time for exactly. you. You yeah. give challenges and this is a tougher time for this. Pay attention. Just yeah. like when you have the eclipses coming and the mercury retrograde, all my, yep. Yeah, I mean, I, and I, and I, I mean, on on one level, we can I mark it out for the entire world. Like, for instance, I've already released on my Patreon all of my predictions for 2024, mm -hmm. and so people can already be planning ahead and looking at the best times and all of that. But then, 
we also, on an individual level, we can understand, well, these, then there are certain times that could be really challenging. Like, let's say Saturn, which is the planet of hardship, is, is opposed to your sun. Like, anybody that has a Virgo sun or rising or moon is having a really tough period right now. Mm -hmm. And they will until 2026. Mm. And same thing with Pisces. That's also a big, they're, they're, they're going through a lot of transitions and having to step into this next phase. But again, I, I mean, you know, even if there is a or a, a challenge that's there for them, I want to help people think about it from a way of productivity mm -hmm. and, and strength and perseverance, because that's the thing that Saturn does. The more the energy that you put into working towards something, the more that you're going to receive. I love that. Okay, speaking, speaking of your Patreon, I'm going to have to have you come back right at the beginning of the year so we could talk about yeah, next yeah, yeah, I'd love to. Well, but for right now, I know everybody is as intrigued as I am. So tell people everywhere they can find you, your website, your social media, your Patreon, all your major A-list media that you do. <laughs> well, I my website is kylethomasastrology.com. And I am releasing all sorts of predictions there. I released the new the new month right before the new month. But if you want to actually to read further into the future, that's why you would join my premium membership because I, I send all sorts of exclusive predictions there that I don't ever release, and they get access to everything. Um, they can they get even time to chat with me one on one if they'd like. And so that, that is a link from my website and on all of my horoscopes, you can always click that there. And then my Instagram is Mr. Kyle Thomas. So M-R-K-Y-L-E-T-H-O-M-A-S. I interact a lot there. I have threads, but I haven't been really using it very much. And then I also do really stuff on Facebook, but Instagram is the main place to probably. And you put me. lots of astrological information for people on Instagram. It's fabulous. Uh, yeah, I, I try. That's my main platform that I really engage with and, 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 I, and I love it. And I think it's, yeah, it's my favorite. So, you yes. know, that's, that's okay. there to find me. All right. So you guys like him, follow him, hire him. Really? It's, I'm here. <laughs> magic. This is astrological magic from a very magical man. So could we have like, is there one of the predictions for next year you can give us, whether it's a fun celebrity one or a world one or something fun? Well, I mean, we're going to have Jupiter continue to be in Taurus until the end of May. So that's a time where there's going to be a lot more focus on bringing prosperity and abundance into our lives and certainly on a global level. The problem with that, though, is that Jupiter is going to unite with Uranus in Taurus. So I'm really thinking that there's going to be a lot of people that are like winning big um, on a global banking level. But then there's also people that are going to have a lot of things that shake up because their careers suddenly get, you know, folded or the industry changes. And so there is a lot of that. So on one hand, there's luck, but there's also something to be weary of. Then the second half of the year, we have Jupiter in Gemini, which is going to bring I feel like a, a nice change of pace because we're going to be more social. We're going to have more um, opportunities to communicate. There's going to be a lot of new, um, a lot of new technologies that are coming out. There's going to be a lot of new social media apps, a lot of a lot of connection uh, because of that kind of stuff. But at the end of the day, I don't want anyone to worry about 2024. Technically, I think it's a better year than the ones that we've been having. But each year has positives and negatives, just yeah. like you know, we think of our own lives. So, <laughs> so, so there's that. Uh, well, this is fascinating. And again, it's, it's just like that 
I see this big curtain of astrology. So thank you, Kyle, for bringing your magic to the witching hour. Yeah, thanks for having me. Thank you. And everybody, you got like him, follow him, sign up for his stuff. He's just friggin' amazing. As you are. <laughs> yeah.